everyone, and welcome back to the probably almost certainly final Friday of She's All That Minute. The podcast where every Friday we wrap up a week of talking about the 1999 examination of popularity in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. Except we're probably next Friday. Right. And all the Fridays after that. Right. right. I'm, I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And you remember how at the minute at the end of minute eighty nine, uh, Zach asked Lainey if he could have the last dance, and she said no. Yeah. Yeah. So minute ninety begins with her saying, "You can have the first. Which I would like to discuss what exactly she means by that, because yep. she did dance the choreographed dance. Right. So this is not the first dance of the night. Right. Or the first dance of prom. Right. But also, uh, the minute goes through Zach saying, I've been kind of thinking about art school myself. <laughs> These characters. Um, my first note is... aren't they? Oh, okay. So we're going to dance to several songs tonight? <laughs> she means of the relationship, I guess? I guess. Her first dance with him. Where she's not mad at him for making a bet? About her? If they get married, she holds that over him for the rest of their lives, right? Like... Oh, absolutely. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah. So, anyways, listen, it's... Listen. As far as high school exchanges go, this has all been very cute and clever and wordplay-y. Yes. Um... Which is to say, uh, kind of cheesy and doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So, I think that maybe as a as a thirty year old, I'm not giving enough credit um, to these uh, children. Mostly because these are lines written by uh, grown ass adults. Um, In theory, yeah. Grown ass adult adult men, in all likelihood. I don't know if we looked into the exact writing. Uh, I'm I'm sure we did because you did that research at the beginning. Yeah. But let's. I'm looking at the uh, cover of the box right now. It is written by R. Lee Fleming Jr. Right, and I see. Which I guess could go either way, but the junior makes me think male. I should have the first thing right here. What's oh, in the next? <laughs> the back of the box has um, a blurb. From UPN TV that says everyone will love this movie. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> See, everyone will love this movie. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Everyone did love this movie. That's true. I don't. I don't think I know anyone who didn't love this movie when we like when it came out. Also, the tagline for this movie is these two opposites attract dot dot dot, but everyone's trying to keep them apart. That's not the plot of the movie at all. (laughs) Just Dean and only kind of. And Taylor a little bit, I guess, but not even actively. Yeah, that is a dude. Yeah. Arlie Fleming Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I thought probably. Yeah. Anyways, his his Twitter handle is at Quality Shorts, which could refer oh. to short movies, but I, I'm really actually hoping refers to, like, these, these are some nice short pants. Yeah, these are some quality shorts. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, 
So, yeah, I guess what they mean is this is the first dance of the rest of our lives, but in less of a sort yeah. of uh, sort of way. Um, yeah. And then is the is the part that you were talking about being charmed by the first thing that happens or the second thing that happens next? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they are dancing and the lights come on. Fairy lights everywhere. And I love it. I love fairy lights so much. And we see Mr. Boggs kind of. Mm-hmm. Not impishly at all, just sort of like, hey, I'm this guy, what's going on? But, like, he also has done something very sweet and romantic. Yeah. And also, um... He's the one who turned the lights Right, on. sorry, yeah. He he has, like, the little, like, light switch, like, for Christmas lights, but, like, all the time. Are these fairy lights always there? I think they have to be. <laughs> who... I mean, they're in California, so it's nice all year round. Oh, here's a question. Once again, we've arrived at a place where the the person most likely to have wanted these fairy lights around the pool is Lainey's mom. Yeah. So that actually makes it even more sweet that he turned on his wife's fairy lights for this very romantic thing. Yeah. It's kind of more magical. Hmm. Yeah. See, see, listener, sometimes we find deeper things that we like even more once we talk about them more. Yeah. So here's something that drove me crazy because I hate it so much. <laughs> no. No. Uh, so then she says, uh, Lainey says a line which I had forgotten about, but which is one of the most iconic lines of the trailer? Was it in the trailer? I don't know uh, what is the, the line, line i feel just like julia roberts and pretty woman except for the whole hooker thing right um that was somewhere it's in some sort of famous thing maybe an mtv movie awards clip or something but maybe yeah um so P- pretty woman mm-hmm. which was one of our examples of pygmalion mm-hmm. so this literally is pretty woman without the whole hooker thing that's correct feeling laney that's what this is You've you've yes, solved now, our million puzzle. You should puzzle. be calling them. You should be saying sex worker. Of course, of course. As opposed to hooker, but nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, you know that Lainey was up on that immediately. Um, yeah, can't... Lainey actually went back and edited out that mm-hmm. part of this movie. Yes. Um, but I just bought my copy before. Right, the special fan edition. Um, she's all woke. Um, mm-hmm. so. Uh, I'd like to tell you about Pretty Woman a little bit, if I may. Yeah, tell me about Pretty Woman, um, which you've never seen, right? I have never seen... Actually, if I'm recalling correctly, we've had an extended conversation about the movie Pretty Woman yeah. already on this podcast, but I've still never seen yeah. it. Um, maybe one day I will. Maybe one day I'll one do day, a yeah. Dirty Dancing Pretty Woman uh, double feature. Oh, yeah. Where I know the quotes and I get the refs, but not actually seen it you could probably watch dirty dancing even with the kids huh i was probably lila's age when i saw it the first time i mean there's like a an abortion side plot but yeah i didn't understand what that was until like way later than i should have probably i don't i think that the first time i saw that and i was like oh i was probably like a junior in high school right right okay 
Pretty Woman is a 1990 American romantic comedy. Also, I'm just going to stop myself right here. If you've never heard of Pretty Woman, uh, can you tweet at us? Just like, again, yeah. as always, no judgment, but like, I'm interested. I want to I wanna know your media intake and how this has happened. Um, I'm willing to bet that we may end up with a number of listeners who are significantly younger mm, than us. Mm-hmm. Um, we may pick some up because of He's All That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who maybe haven't seen Pretty Woman, but surely I have to assume that they've probably at least heard of it. Yeah, the concept of never having heard of something really um, baffles me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's such a cultural touchstone yeah. here in America yeah. that... I feel like, and, and, you know, it was the thing that put Julia Roberts on the map. Absolutely. And she's such an A-list celebrity. I feel like most people have, like, of a certain age, like, my kids haven't heard of Pretty Woman, probably. But surely, you know, anybody in high school right now on up has to have heard of it maybe although now i'm thinking about it like maybe not so pretty woman is from 1990 so that Mm -hmm. means when we were seven so people who were 38 when we were seven or 38 when we were in high school are 58 now so they'll be two years from 60 so that's 23 so that's 70 they're born in 1970 so 77 an iconic like Rom-com is Pretty Woman is a rom-com, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Very. From much 1977. So, yeah. yeah. I think I probably would have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think it's. I don't I think it's too. Think it's a big any, stretch. I don't. I can't necessarily think of right. any rom-coms, but Star like Wars. surely, like. Yeah. Exactly. I feel. Yeah. I feel like not having ever heard of Pretty Woman is. Kind of like never having heard of Star Wars, like the like the. Mark Hamill right, era, right, right, start, right. like being like, oh, there's old ones. Right. Oh, there's old ones. The name of our new podcast. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, getting back into the fifth word of this uh, thing, uh, it's a romantic comedy film directed by Gary Marshall from a screenplay from a screenplay by J. F. Lawton. It stars Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. The film's story centers on a down-on-her-luck Hollywood sex worker, Vivian Ward, and wealthy businessman, Edward Lewis. Vivian is hired to be Edward's escort for several business and, business and, social, function, whew, biz, business and social functions, and their relationship develops over the course of her week-long stay with him. It is the first, on-screen, the first film on-screen collaboration between Gere and Roberts. Their second film, Runaway Bride, was released in 1999. The same year as She's All That. There's the connection. Also, Pygmalion. (laughs) (laughs) Originally intended... This fascinated me. Originally intended to be a dark, cautionary tale about class and sex work in Los Angeles, the film was reconceived as a romantic comedy with a large budget. (laughs) Trying to... (laughs) They would have had to have changed the entire ending of the movie yeah i mean if it's gritty all the way through like you know how ghost has like have you seen ghost you've seen ghost mm-hmm. okay oh yeah i figured but um sometimes i'm wrong um ghost so, has yeah. like parts that you're like oh god this is like this is actually like kind of like scary 
Mm-hmm. Like, I could imagine Pretty Woman having a couple of those in there. But this gritty, dark look at, at class and sex work in Los Angeles would be... That'd be dark from, from, you know, stem to stern sort of deal. Like, Yeah. It would be... I kind of want to know what the original vision for this movie looked like because I cannot picture what it ended up being managing to connect in a to a dark gritty look at sex work and class gritty woman <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> listeners if you could see the look on James's face when he thought of that and was waiting for me to stop talking so that he could say it he was so delighted by his thought by by himself it was very cute. I just sometimes, and then you said gritty again, which was really just a blessing because it, it, yeah, uh-huh. that was really good. I also, I love, I love, I would love to know the original concept and I would also have loved to have been at the table when they made the change. Mm-hmm. How about instead we get Gary Marshall and it's a rom-com with a huge budget. Anyone? Yes? Okay, great. One person said yes, we're doing it. And film history. (laughs) One person said yes, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) It was widely successful at the box office and was the third highest grossing film of 1990. Can you guess what the other two... I was just about to ask what the other two were. Can you guess? I don't know if I can, because I don't know what came out in 1990. One? No, no, Little Mermaid was 80... Nine. Yeah, nine. Eighty-nine. Um, one is a movie that uh, we've mentioned on this podcast as a whole, and one is a movie that we've mentioned on this episode. Oh. What movie did we mention on this episode? I mentioned it unintentionally, not remembering that it was on this list. I've now forgotten every movie that ever existed. Right. So number one is Ghost. You're... Oh, okay. Um, I thought that was in the 80s. Nope. Well, I mean, if it is, it's it's even more impressive that it made $505.7 million in 1990. Um, no, it had to have been 1990, but... <laughs> this is just the... This is the one where it had already been out for a year. Um, <laughs> and then Home Alone, starring the actor who plays Simon, is in it, and also his brother is the star. Um made 47 That was 1990. Yeah. Made 40 476.7 million dollars and Pretty Woman made 463.4 million dollars. So 13 million dollars less than Home Alone and 30 42 million dollars less than Ghost. 1990. What a year. Um What a year. Indubitably. Um It's a good year for movies. Yeah. Especially high-grossing ones. Um, mm-hmm. The film saw the highest number of ticket sales in the U.S. ever for a romantic comedy, with Box Office Mojo listing it as the number one romantic comedy by the highest estimated domestic ticket sold at 42176400 slightly ahead of My Big Fat Greek Wedding from 2002, which is at an approximate 41419500 so like 700000 more. Um, the film received so much money. It's so much money and so many tickets, and you know they were paper tickets. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, it says the film received mixed reviews, though Roberts received a Golden Globe and a nomination for the Academy Award for Best Actress for her performance. In addition, screenwriter J.F. Lawton was nominated for a Writers Guild Award and a BAFTA Award. Hey, Aaron, mm-hmm. do you want to know who Julia Roberts lost that Best Actress for Academy Award to? Yes. It is an it actress. It wasn't Demi Moore in Ghost, was it? It was not Demi Moore in Ghost. It is a movie that we haven't mentioned on this podcast, I think, probably, but we have watched uh, the first five minutes of together. Oh, was it, uh, was it uh, Kathy Bates in Misery? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what movie do we only watch five minutes of? Oh, right. The one where I was like, this bedroom looks yeah. all wrong from how it looked in my head. I can't watch <laughs> and it you, you looked over at me and I was like, yep, bed's on the wrong side. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we are a lot. Me. <laughs> Sometimes we are a lot, but you know what? Like in the best way. And also we're right. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you want from us because we're so, just yeah. so right. Anyways, um, my last note is in response to Zach saying, I've been thinking about art school too. I said, ah, so the old, I don't have the answers. So I'm going to take your answers thing. Mm-hmm. Because that is what Zach I, does. I've done that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, v- Vanessa basically led me into my college degree by being like, hey, we're taking uh, AP Chem next year. Are you in? I'm like, yes. Yes. One less decision I have to make? Absolutely. Check. Thank you. Any other any other women want to tell me what classes I'm taking? No, seriously. Aaron's going please. to JMU? <laughs> Check. Yes, I'll do that too. <laughs> exactly. I'm almost positive she said that. <laughs> I'm not going to check with her, though. It's just a... It's probably true. Everyone else is. Listen, she, the odds I, were I know with she me. she mentioned going to a school. Right. And it had university in it. <laughs> I'm going to... James, you? And that was just me cutting out half the conversation where you were mm-hmm. asking me where I was going and trying to get my attention. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. So... <laughs> but it worked out great for you. That's how you met Kristen. And that's true. Did it bug you at all that he was like, mm, me, me art school too? Or is that just me? It didn't because I think he was, especially knowing how the next minute opens, I think he's joking. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oof. Okay, well, in this minute, I don't love it. I hope it's delivered on a joke early on in the next minute, he said, knowing full well that Aaron's that completely correct. <laughs> And that's all that I have. Um, and if you want to take us out of here with some social meads. Yes, let's do the social meads and never call it that ever yep. again. We as a podcast franchise have a Twitter account. It is at J-E underscore Minute Movies. Individually, I can be found on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. I can be found at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, and we have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash thescavengersnetwork, where for $2 a month, you can get so much bonus content. A lot of it, like a lot of it is from us. Mm-hmm. Um, there may end up being a bonus something related to this podcast, or maybe it'll just be released on this feed as its own thing. Are we going to do a He's All That? Oh, we should. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. With, yeah let's I don't do... know if we want to do that as patreon or just release it as like a normal feed bonus episode yeah let's see how much we like it 
Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> there's there's just there's so much bonus content. Oh, for sure. On the Patreon, and a lot of it is from us. There's audio content. There's video content. That's not from us. I don't no, think it's from Mason mostly. It's mostly from Mason. <laughs> I think at one point there was supposed to be some from us, but I don't know if that's ever actually gonna happen. Didn't Colin record us trying that Dr. Pepper cotton candy? Oh, yeah. Huh. I don't think anything's going to happen with that. No. Nah. Um, but there's written content, mm-hmm. and that is from us. Uh, overwhelmingly, yes. <laughs> M- maybe not all of it, but a good amount of it. Yeah. So, yeah, two bucks a month is a steal for all that. And there, like, there's stuff from a bunch of shows on the network. For sure. So that's a whole extra audio feed that you can get into your ears i noticed something that tracy did um when we recorded with her last night um that i really like and tracy says it's two dollars a month or more even up to a million dollars so i just wanted to put that out here too you don't have to pay two dollars a month that's true you can get you can pay as much as you want yeah there's but, no limit. But two dollars a month is is the the minimum exactly to exactly. get all the stuff exactly but if you want to give us more money for all the stuff we're not going to stop you. Yeah, exactly. We will. Yeah, we we will not stop you. And and when you sign up for the Patreon, you can designate which shows on the network you listen to. Yeah. So you can indicate that you listen to the minute movie franchise. Yeah. Um, and then you know we get like a little thumbs up from the network heads for bringing in business. Colin says, "Hey," I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Get Aaron," and I'm like, "Hey, Aaron," you're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, Colin wants to talk to us. And you're like, okay. And Colin's like, good job. And we're like, thanks. Mm-hmm. Patreon. And then we all go get tacos. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is the ending. Mm-hmm. We're all in the same physical space, which makes that exchange... Pretty hilarious, actually. More or less weird. I am divided. I think it's both. I think it's both more and less it's weird. Both. Yep. <laughs> this has ended up being a long minute. Mm, yep. I didn't think that this would be a long episode, but it has been. So I think that with the Patreon information delivered, we should sign off for the week. Yes, let's do. And uh, so next week is going to be our last week. And there's somebody that we're going to see in the next week. Uh-huh. We're going to see a do lot. Do you know who it is? Is it? Is it Paul Walker? Yeah, we're going to see Paul Walker again. Nice. Yeah. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.